movies at this. This is where the fun begins. Take a seat. Hey there, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Jedi Dragon Podcast. This is episode 15. My name is Jedi Master OB, and I first experienced the franchise through LEGO Star Wars. And this is Jedi Master Jeff, the boy who faced Darth Maul at Disney World and lived to tell the tale. Jeff, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great today, man. Yesterday was a big day for anyone who likes Star Wars. Oh, completely agree. You know, we were all excited for a new you know, episode of The Mandalorian, you know, Mando Friday. Uh, but Lucasfilm had other plans in store for us uh, with the announcement of, I believe it was 10 or 11 new projects, both live action and animated, uh, that'll be coming out over the next couple of years. So first of all, how do you, how do you feel with all this new content that we'll be getting? I feel really good about all the content, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um there's a good variety of stuff, right? And we're going to dive into all of that in a little bit. But what is so promising about all of these new projects is that they all, they're all kind of sprinkled through different parts of the timeline. And I like that. You know, like we have, th- we have two kind of companion series to The Mandalorian in that timeline, and they're all going to cross over and eventually lead up to a really cool event-like series where they all unite, um, that being Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. Um, I'm probably the most excited for those, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, behind, yeah. of course, Kenobi. Right, right. And it, it, I was reading a, reading a thread on Twitter today, actually, that was asking the question, you know, is this too much content? You know, should we be, should we be worried at the breadth of new material that we're going to be getting and my honest answer is no i'm not because i would much rather well let me rephrase that you know the thought goes that you want quantity over quality over quantity and you know in principle yes i agree with that right but you know i after seeing the mandalorian and season seven of the clone wars i trust disney now (laughs) i feel less burned than I, than I did at uh, a certain different point uh, through all this. You know, uh, it's going to be spaced out, so we're not going to be getting it all at the same time. So I, I'm i looking forward to it. I'm very excited for it. Uh, obviously, uh, my you know the number one project that I'm the most excited for is going to be the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which is interesting. They actually released uh, um, some title like artwork for it. Uh, the title is going to be Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is interesting because I really thought they were just going to go with Star Wars Kenobi. I don't know about you, um, but I thought they were just going to go with that name. Right, and I think that's that kind of was the working title up to this point. Um, but that works for me. Oh yeah, I'll take it. And the big announcement with that series is obviously that Hayden Christensen will be returning as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Now what I'm wondering is if we're going to get any Rosario Dawson cameos as Ahsoka in that series. I think that would be so cool to see all of them in live action together. Uh, I, you know, there's there's that one Star Wars Photoshop from Instagram that, I, that I've been putting around on our socials uh, that shows Anakin from Revenge of the Sith with Dawson playing Ahsoka in live action. And it looks as if, you know, it's like the Clone Wars, but, um, but in live action. I think that would be so cool to see that uh, because pretty much whenever we watch Revenge of the Sith now, you kind of just have to... Kind of just have to mention that. 
Yeah, and you have you're to. Really, pardon me. You just have yeah. to. You just have to imagine that. Right, and when you go back and you watch Revenge of the Sith, um, you have to kind of insert Ahsoka into the events of the movie in your own mind, right? Kind right. Of in retrospect, because the character wasn't written yet. Right, um, and they do a good job with it in Clone Wars season seven with absolutely. the Siege of Mandalore arc. But uh, yeah, hundred percent. But uh, you don't really kind of like the like the novelization, for example, when right. uh, folks at Lucasfilm talk about the novelization for Revenge of the Sith, they've kind of loosely decanonized it because if it was canon, I, somebody said uh, if it was canon, Ahsoka would have been mentioned quite a bit more, uh, and that makes a lot of sense. Right. No, I I, I agree. Um... You know, from from what I've gathered, I haven't read the novelization for Revenge of the Sith yet, but I've I've seen bits and pieces, um, and from what I've gathered, it's one of the most beloved Star Wars pieces of literature um, that's ever been written. So I wonder if they would want to potentially one day have Matthew Stover redo that book, but include like the canonized elements because his his prose is just so beautiful from what I've read. Um, I've seen you know read little bits and pieces of it. Uh, and it just does the movie such a justice um, that some of the other material hasn't. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series going to be freaking awesome. He's the one, probably the one character besides Sokotano that all of us uh, Star Wars geeks have been, have been longing to see again. And it's going to take place 10 years approximately after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Um, the way that Kathy Kennedy referred to it during her um, her event yesterday, where she said that it's going to be the rematch of the century. So I wonder if we're going to actually see Darth Vader and Obi-Wan duel, you know, meet up, face off, uh, or whether it'll just be through flashbacks, which I think would be interesting. Um, but we'll see. We will see. I'm totally okay with... Let's, let's stay on Kenobi for a minute. I'm totally okay with that series being more of a slow burn, emotional journey right? Like, kind of a deep dive into the psyche of, let's say, Vader and Obi-Wan, right? Right. Because we know how their story panned out. That, you know, their story was the saga, right? For the most part. Uh, it, it was a little bit more about Anakin, and that's probably why he's not going to get a series, at least right away. Um, but we know all of the sort of big things right like it, it's not like with you know let's say the snoke slash palpatine cloning storyline that's kind of being touched on lightly in mando that sort of thing you know we don't really know all that much about so it's kind of cool that they're filling us in on that we know the story of obi-wan and anakin yeah right? so you're saying so, that you would like this series to be more of a more of a character piece yeah exactly more of a deep dive into where obi-wan was at emotionally between the events of Revenge of the, or after the events of Revenge of the Sith, uh, right? Because you know, the only he's sort of reeling after Order sixty six and right, seemingly killing his the best friend. The only brother. the only canonical piece that we get of Obi Wan before A New Hope is through Star Wars Rebels. So maybe this series, I mean, I'm, I'm, the whole point of it, obviously, is to connect those two pieces and to show us how Obi Wan Kenobi became Ben Kenobi. Which is interesting that they're going with the name Obi-Wan. Because in, you know, obviously in the earlier 
films, he was referred to as Ben. So I wonder... And he hadn't gone by the name of Obi-Wan Kenobi in a very long time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to it. We're getting it, what is it, 2022? Is that what they're saying? They're going to start filming this my spring? Guess, yeah, my guess would be spring or summer 2022 release yeah. if they're going to begin filming in March. That, yeah. that about lines up because Mando Season 3 is getting started like as we speak, and that's set for Christmas season mm-hmm. of next year. Um, right, right. Which, so. like, by the way, with, with respect to that, I'm totally fine having to wait an extra couple weeks next year. Because we might get some stuff in between. We don't know when, it, like, the Cassian series is going to come out or right. Bad Batch. We might get right. that first, right. which is fine. Right, which is a perfect segue uh, into the uh, the next one that we're going to talk about, which is going to be Star Wars Andor. Right. Uh, which is going to be a series all about Cassian Andor and his spy shenanigans. Now, was he was he Fulcrum? Fulcrum was Ahsoka. No, I no, I mean like was he like a like a Fulcrum agent? Oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of different people use that nickname. I forget. Um, yeah, it started with Saw Gerrera and then Ahsoka, yeah. and then well, it was it was Saw Gerrera, then Anakin, and then Ahsoka um, through Bail Organa. So, right, right. Uh, I don't know. But, but 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 with respect to the to the series, it's going to be like a kind of like a spy thriller type type film uh, type show, which would make sense given that um, he was a spy, obviously in um, in Rogue One, uh, and I think that now I can't again I can't remember if he actually was. I know you're looking it up. If he was a Fulcrum agent, which would make perfect sense, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, now, when I first heard that this was going to be a series, or when they announced it, what like a year ago or so. I wasn't too excited for it because we, you know, obviously know what ultimately happens to him at the end of Rogue One. So you got to ask yourself, you know, wh- how high can the stakes be? You know, uh, my guess is that the stakes won't be particularly high for the character himself, but it will be for his friends and the overall um, course of the missions that he goes on, if that makes sense. Yes, and he was a uh, fulcrum, according to his Wikipedia page, uh, he was a fulcrum agent a recruitment agent in the el albario sector cool sounds good sounds good now in addition to uh that i must note that from what i heard in the announcement the the the, um andor series in addition to the obi-wan kenobi series are both going to be limited series which is fine by me you know you just have to consider it an extended film really exactly yeah and i like that right that works exactly uh, now, next up, we have the Star Wars Ahsoka series with uh, Rosario Dawson returning as Ahsoka Tano. Uh, this is going to be uh, one of the two spinoffs from The Mandalorian, the other one yeah, being... like a sister series. Right, somewhere. the other one being Rangers of the New Republic. Right. Uh, and this is going to, again, star Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Um, and it's going to be concurrent with the stories being told, like you were saying, in Rangers of the New Republic, uh, which is very exciting uh, as well, Range of the New Republic is going to be uh, developed by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Uh, again, you know, set in the same timeline of The Mandalorian. I'm very excited for it. I, w- I think it would be so funny if this show... It, people are talking that it might be the Cara Dune series, which I really hope isn't. I don't think she deserves a series, to be honest. I just don't really like her character. I don't like her, her alone, actress. Not her alone, right? Yeah, and I, I have... And when we get into that, you know, when we get into that series, 
you know, I have a couple of theories, right? Sure, 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 sure. Um, but, 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 but really quick, so what, what my hope yeah. is, my hope is with this show is that it's going to be Dave Filoni and the other guy, the two X-Wing pilots, and it's like a buddy cop show. That would be cool. Yeah, and like the, the possibilities for Ranger the, Rangers of the New Republic are pretty endless, right? My idea here is pretty straightforward. I think it's going to be Cara Dune, um, for better or worse. But based on how, and we're going to get into spoilers for the latest episode of Mando here, so... Let me uh, yeah. go ahead and sound the spoiler klaxon. But yeah, uh, as we saw this week on The Believer, uh, our good friend Mayfeld... Uh, Matt and I, Obi and I, uh, particularly love this character. I know I do, because we have a mass hole in the Star Wars universe. Mayfeld, good old Mayfeld. And I really like what they did with him at the end of this episode. And for me, it was giving me some, you know, it's funny how we saw this episode the day after all these announcements. The way he sort of turned at the end of the episode against the Empire and Nakara Dune was pretty impressed with his, uh, you know, saboteur work of the like refinery there he's she saw that in him how he kind of oh turned. you're saying you're saying he may go he's legit prob- he's probably gonna go legit that's my huh. guess that's my prediction for this uh ranges of the new republic series he's probably gonna be one of the main members of the main cast that would be my guess that would be fun um to have a uh, a native of canton massachusetts in the star wars universe one of the ranges of the new republic dude oh my god by the way <laughs> We're going to get into Mando in a little bit, but just hearing his accent in this episode, it killed me. Uh, I didn't Fantastic. take the time. I didn't take the time to write down any quotations, but just it was just it was just chef's kiss level. Why don't you take off that mask, dude? It's better. It's more comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Come on, yeah. man. Take it off, dude. It's fine. I don't care. Yeah, it, it um, <laughs> there were times that it kind of took me out of the moment, but I honestly don't even care. Like it was good. It was good. A lot of cool I mean, accents in this week's episode. Uh, I loved him before he was in Star Wars. So right. Just to have right. him in the universe is exactly. fantastic. Exactly. Um, so Rangers of the New Republic, very excited for that. I don't exactly know when that will be coming out. My guess is within the next year and a half to two years. Um, so we also have The Acolyte, Star Wars The Acolyte. This will be a Disney Plus series. Um, right. And it's going to be a mystery thriller that's going to take place during the final days of the High Republic, which is going to be introduced and explored and expanded upon um, in the Lucasfilm publishing uh, publishing event uh, that they're pushing right now. The first book is coming out January 5th, I believe, and that is going to be The Light of the Jedi uh, by Charles Soule. That is a, uh, an, a novel uh, that is going to be uh, introducing us to the High Republic era, which takes place 200 years before the events of the prequel trilogy, uh, the height of the Jedi Order. Uh, they're going to be facing down the uh, the Nile, is what they their, their main enemy will be called. And so this series is going to be exploring the sinister secrets of an emerging dark side power. That's what uh, Kathleen Kennedy said yesterday. Now, I wonder, this is what I really hope it is, because when you think about the timeline, right, if the High Republic is 200 years before the prequel trilogy, and this is at the end of the High Republic era, so we're closing in... Um, on a hundred something years before the prequel trilogy, so I wonder: Are we going to see Darth Bane 
Are we going to see Darth Plagueis? You know, all these all these stories that we've heard for so long, um, they're going to give us the the prequel to the prequel trilogy. I think that I think that's what we need. Yeah, and I think that's what makes the acolyte of all these new announcements of the 10, right? Probably the most ambitious uh, uh, of all of them. I'm not necessarily the most excited for it because, you know, Kenobi takes that one easily. But the Acolyte could do some cool shit. Um, I'm really hoping that we get to see maybe Revan. You know, like, that would be cool. That'd be cool if that's who the Acolyte is, right? Um, a character like that with such an interesting right. backstory, and, right? And Lucasfilm can do whatever they want with Revan at this point because he was decanonized and then like proto recanonized through the, the sales of merchandise and whatnot. Um, <laughs> and like so they can, games. So they can tell his story any way they want, you know, and, right. I, and I would venture to say that Revan fanboys they, and they are Legion uh, would be okay with that, you know, with changes to his story, you know, the superficial changes to his story, maybe a change in the timeline and whatnot uh, to fit it into the series. Uh, I would love to see, Obviously, I'd love to see the story of Darth Plagueis, how he came to be. Um, you know, it was explained in the novel, in the Darth Plagueis novel. But again, that's legends, you know, w- what have you. Um, but I'm just very excited that we're getting actual live-action content from the High Republic era. It just goes to show us that, you know, Lucasfilm is going to take this very seriously uh, because they wouldn't invest all this time and money into a publishing event um, for, it to, for it to not matter. So I'd love very to see like that. young younger Yoda. You and know, we, that, and that's we, another and possibility we might, too. And we might. And we might. Uh, so next up we have Star Wars Lando, which is going to be very exciting. Uh, just looking at the just at the graphics uh, for you know for, for this show. We're oh, gonna, that logo. That's we're gonna see uh, well, we actually don't know. There's no confirmation yet on who's gonna portray Lando Calrissian. Uh, but obviously we're all speculating that Donald Glover Charles Gambino will reprise his role as Lando from Solo, uh, which I think he's the only one to do it at this point. Um, I don't know about you, but one thing I I heard uh, in the discourse online is that people are suggesting that maybe Billy D. Williams could come back for this. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? And it could be like a young Sheldon type thing where he narrates it. Right. Right? He narrates it and then... Donald Glover does the action, which I think would be so cool and it would really tie it together. And you know what else they could do? And I was kind of I was thinking about this today, uh, after reading all the announcements. Billy D could come back hundred percent. And you know how they were kind of like hinting at a connection between him and uh what's her name? Jana. From Jana. That, you know, weird sort of connection that they, they had at the end of the movie. Um they could explore that, right? Like it could, like the present day stuff could be Billy D with, you know, Jana and you know, you know whether they're related or not, right? Like they, it kind of seemed like they were gonna go off together, and travel. It could be the two of them together, maybe, and you know, him telling her stories about his experiences, and then it sort of flashes back to uh, his younger days, and you have Donald Glover. I, I feel like that'd be a really cool. Format. I think it would be incredibly cool. The one thing is that, and I know we're all speculating about flashbacks for um, the Kenobi show, but Star Wars doesn't really do flashbacks. The only time I can remember that we've seen it 
would be in The Last Jedi, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, stuff is like talked about between characters over dialogue. Right. Right. But like we haven't actually seen right. it's not, flashback. Yeah. It's not used as a regular storytelling device. But I think it's going to be great regardless. I know a lot of folks have been pining for a, a solo two, and this might be as close as we're going to get, which is fine by me. I think it would be great if they brought back Amelia Clark, if they brought back Maul um, at his height running Crimson Dawn. I think that would be sick. They're probably not going to. I really don't think they're going to um, because they're going to probably try to focus more on Lando than focus on, you know, Han's ex-girlfriend and her exist lord boss you know whatever <laughs> but uh, you know we'll, no i would we, love to see her return my god oh, oh of course she she was excellent um, but we don't know you know we'll see so next we have a droid story it's going to be a disney plus original uh, and this is going to be a original new film yeah so it's, it's going to be a new actually no it's a new animated series coming series? to disney oh, yep, okay. coming to disney plus uh produced by lucasfilm animation and ilm and it's going to star c3po and r2d2 hopefully we get to see Anthony Daniels returned. There's no reason that he he wouldn't return. I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine. Uh, but we're also going to see another droid hero. Um, but they haven't announced that droid at this time. Uh, you know, it's fun. It'll probably be for the kids. Not gonna lie. Uh, and that's okay. I'm with it. I'll watch it. I'll definitely watch it, especially if Anthony Daniels is making his return as three PO. Right. It, there's there's no way that it is going to be as bad as Star Wars Resistance. So. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. so true. I tried watching it. And I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Now, this next one I know that you are very excited for, and that is Star Wars Visions. So, Star Wars Visions is going to be an original series of animated short films, and according to the announcement from Disney, the series will be a celebration of Star Wars, and it will be brought to life by, quote, the world's best Japanese anime creators. And Visions will premiere in 2021 on Disney+, and run for 10 episodes, so it's a limited series, but again... Before we get into this, I'd just like to talk about the idea that Star Wars, in my opinion, arguably works just as good, if not better, in the TV series format. Yeah, animated or live action. Because it gives the creators more time to expand upon, enrich, and stretch out the stories, the characters, so it doesn't feel rushed. And also, I mean, Star Wars at its core is designed off the um, the TV serials of the early uh, to mid 20th century, you know, Flash Gordon and what have you. So it takes ex- its structure from that. So, and I also think when people are waiting three, five, ten years for a movie and it doesn't meet every single one of their expectations, people are going to be pretty upset. But when you have a TV series that's, you know, each season is eight episodes, each episode is a half hour long at least you have more than the material of two films, two feature-length films in one season. And if that runs for multiple seasons, you know, imagine the depth that you could get. I mean, we're seeing that with The Mandalorian. You know, that we have filler episodes, quote-unquote, um, but they're just as good. You know, they add to the story. Not everything needs to be, what does this mean for the larger saga? And that's why I think that Star Wars works really well in the TV series format. I mean, just look at Clone Wars, for example. And... Even these limited series, I'm just ex- I'm just as excited for them. And I know you're a big fan of Japanese anime. Uh, so what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I think anime, you know, in Star Wars is it's long overdue, right? It's a it's a marriage that's long overdue, right? We haven't really seen a a Star Wars anime, right? Closest thing to that would probably be the O three Clone Wars series, but even that was. Uh, 
animated by American artists for the most part, the same artists that did Samurai Jack. And they did a fantastic job. But I remember this year, earlier this year, I read the Luke Skywalker manga, which was an adaptation of uh, like a Luke Skywalker canon novel, right? Just like the adventures of Luke Skywalker, as I, I think what it was called, and it is canon. And it was uh, and it was drawn by Japanese artists. They did a fantastic job, and it was like a collection of cool little canon stories that Luke went off on on his own. I believe after Return of the Jedi, and it was just really cool, man. I I think I think that a lot like they could do a lot of different things with a lot of different characters and visions. We could see his story with Luke or Anakin or Obi Wan. Uh, any any character that you can really even think about in a unique period in time, right? I would love to see some post Return of the Jedi, like Luke exploration and the Outer Rim, you know, studying the Jet the Jedi arts. Uh, it could be weird and out there, you know. You could have some trippy Force visions and oh, dude, no doubt. I hope they get freaking weird with this stuff, you know. And and that also goes into what we're going to be seeing on the Marvel side. Now we won't get into that here, but you know, once they had their established, you know, phase one, phase two, whatever of the MCU, they're going to go weird with it. And I'm with that. You know, we've had star Wars in a very limited sense. You know, it fit a very narrow definition these past 43 years, 44 years. And I'm looking forward to it branching off into different genres, you know, different formats, even. Uh, I think that obviously the Mandalorian shows that it can be done. So we will see, we will see. Uh, the second to last one I wanted to talk about is The Bad Batch. We already knew this was coming, but we got a teaser trailer uh, yesterday for it. And that was very exciting to see, you know, a little more what the deal is going to be with this series. And I don't even know if we knew this before, but seeing that clip of the Emperor as animated in the style of Clone Wars uh, and the audio of Ian McDermott, you know, saying the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire. That was chilling. It was awesome. I don't know if they're going to be fighting on the side of the empire, if they're going to be fighting against the empire, because after all, they are clones. So we'll see, you know, how do they react to Order 66? How do they react to uh, the end of the Jedi Order, the end of the clone army, uh, as they're phased out in favor of uh, regular stormtroopers. You know, it's going to be very exciting. I'm very happy that it's almost like a like a Clone Wars sequel series, uh, almost like an eighth season of the Clone Wars, if you will. Very happy that it'll be in the same style of animation. So. Oh yeah, that the animation of season seven was just top notch. It looked so good. Did you, you know, notice only... in the trailer that Fennec Shand was in it? That was her. Yeah. The woman. I was wondering who that was, actually. I mean, in all likelihood, it's her. It wasn't confirmed, but people are speculating. It's, and it's I, and quite I likely. Find, exactly. I, I, it looks like I agree. It seems like I agree. Uh, so looking forward to that. That's coming out this coming year, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and my guess regarding their allegiance, you know, because they're, like, mutated clones, like altered clones or whatever, abnormal clones, they're probably not going to be loyal to the the empire right you know because their their inhibitor chips aren't i don't know i guess that i guess we'll find out right 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 so the last one that we got to talk about 
is the next live action feature film from the Star Wars universe. And that is going to be Star Wars Rogue Squadron. And that will be coming, uh, it's anticipated to be released uh, Christmas 2023. So about three years from now. Uh, it's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman fame. And she, her hope with this is to, quote, make the greatest fighter pilot movie of all time. Now, what's interesting about this film is what Kathy Kennedy said uh, is that this is going to be taking place in the future. So this is the next generation of Star Wars storytelling. And I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for that. I mean, I, I don't know if this is going to have any connection to the now non-canon uh, Rogue Squadron that, you know, so many have known to, known to love, grown to love. Uh, they're probably taking the name from, you know, obviously from Rogue One, Rogue Squadron, uh, in, the, in that instance. Uh, but it's interesting that we're going to have two Star Wars films now with the name Rogue in it. Oh, I know, right? I, I was thinking about that earlier. It's like, oh, huh. Which I don't even know if it's important. Um, but I know that Rogue Squadron did, you know, take their name in, in as an homage to uh, to the Rogue One. Uh who lost their lives, you know, some, uh, transmitting the, the plans to the Death Star. Uh, so we'll see. I wonder if we will get to see Poe Dameron in this. That would be awesome to see him shine. Uh, because he was, I think he was underutilized in the sequel series, uh, sequel trilogy. Um, and he has more stories that can be told. He definitely, 100%. he definitely yeah. does. Um, His mom was a pilot. You get to learn a little bit about her in a very brief uh like comic series i forget what it was called but his mother was a, a pilot in the rebel alliance too right There's, there are many possibilities for this story right um, she said it was play it would take place in the future of the star wars universe is that what she said? yeah this would be the next generation of star the wars next generation hmm. so we'll see because when i when i think rogue squadron you think of like the nineties. I, I think of the original trilogy. Yeah. Like well, yeah, I, I, think I, I think of the nineties, the video game. Yeah, that too, right? Right. Yeah. So. So we'll see. So we'll see. Uh, so that's about it for all the new announcements. Uh, we'll be talking about those as more information comes out. Very much looking forward to them. Uh, we're gonna. We are. It's not like we're gonna be at a lack uh, of things to talk about going forward from here. It's almost as if. You know, Lucasfilm said, oh, oh, you want new content? Yeah. Yeah, we got we got new content <laughs> for you. We got content. We got content for everybody. It's a Star Wars story for everybody, and I absolutely love that. I saw a meme today uh, that was, it was a Clone Wars meme, and it was like, Ahsoka, I got my own series, Obi-Wan. I got my own series. Anakin's like, why don't I get my own series? And Obi-Wan says, Anakin... The entire saga is your own series. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though, and it, and it is true. You know, uh, I mean, dude, we get we're getting a freaking Obi Wan Kenobi series and an Ahsoka series. Like, first of all, I don't know if any of us saw that coming. I mean, up until two, three weeks ago. And by the right. way, I'm totally okay. I'm totally okay with this season of The Mandalorian basically being a bunch of separate pilots. Right, like setups, yeah. Like I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it because if they're just building a universe, you know what I mean. Because if you if you think back to the early MCU movies, that's kind of all they were too. 
That's you know? true. They were yeah. plant, they were they were sowing the seeds that they would later reap. Yeah. You know, if they're if they're trying to build uh, not a cinematic universe, but a, a a small screen universe for Star Wars. I'm all with it. I am all with it. I think this is Training genius. Yeah. Exactly, because you got to think. For too long, I believe that I, I for too long, I believe that Star Wars was limited and held back by the trilogy model. I wonder if they would have been better served by abandoning the trilogy model altogether, and instead just going for series like this instead of instead of doing a sequel trilogy like that. You could have done. Uh, individual films and, and, and TV series, um. and uh, the two of us have talked about this ad nauseum. Right, but imagine if, like, you know, however many years ago, maybe in like two thousand three, if George Lucas had the like technological know how and funding to just completely flesh out his Clone Wars vision in a in like a game of thrones level live action series and we got all of that before revenge of the sith like live action was that the plan i i I feel like if he could have done it he would have right um because the clone wars were however many years right like two or three years in between right episodes two and three right imagine that like imagine if i mean i'm I'm happy with what we got for what it was of course, but I'm but, but in, so in, in a similar vein, in a similar vein, imagine if instead of jumping right in to the sequel trilogy, and obviously you know it makes sense the way they did it, and we wouldn't have had Carrie Fisher if they waited any longer, uh, in all likelihood. But imagine if we got all these new series before, you know, the series that kind of did a little bit of the world building for the New Republic era, that explained what was going on geopolitically you know all throughout the galaxy um you know let, we let's say we get the mandalorian before let's say we get an ahsoka series before and it really acts as that connective tissue between the prequel trilogy era the original trilogy era and the upcoming sequel trilogy era and then we get the sequel movies after having all that world building imagine how much more cohesive these stories would feel now obviously they're trying to go back in and and backfill all of it you know to retroactively uh, to, not to retcon anything, but to but to retroactively go in there and make sure that it's fleshed out, you know. And I'm fine with that. I'm happy we're getting I like it. Like how the Clone Wars did. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm happy we're getting this. I'm happy that uh, we're going to be blessed with all this content. Contrary to what a lot of folks who are critical of the Mandalorian were saying, I hope that all this material connects to the sequel trilogy because what's the point of having stories if they don't connect in the same universe? You know, right. I don't. I don't just want Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic to just connect to the Mandalorian. I want all three to connect the uh, originals to the sequels. That's what I want. Yeah, uh, ha- yeah. However, which way they connect, right? Like that can there can even be some prequel connections too. Like we've like we kind of saw with Grogu's origin, right? And 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 also Ahsoka. just Ahsoka being there at all. That's right. A, that's a big link she's a big link in general and i think right. that's what's so important about her character that a lot of people don't even realize right now is that she kind of she carries the legacy of the prequel era you know the jedi order while also being her own person right existed I mean, during the bes- original trilogy besides besides obi-wan and yoda as far as we're concerned in live action she's the only jedi left 
Right. I mean, she's not Jedi, but yeah. Right, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. I do. Um, yeah. So, so that's very exciting. Uh, got a lot of a lot of cool stuff to look forward to with that. So, and, and speaking of that, before we move on to Mando, oh, sure. I was watching an interesting video today that was kind of talking about where this kind of like Mandoverse, if we're talking about those three shows in <laughs> the <particular>. Mandoverse. <laughs> um, it, it's kind of interesting the direction it's going. Uh, it's it's kind of like a lot of people are talking and saying that it's kind of t- going in the direction of like the heir to the empire storyline of the the Thrawn trilogy of the nineties uh, or early two thousands whenever the original non canon trilogy was published. In that the empire fell, right? Operation Cinder, all that stuff, right? Like burn it all to the ground. But there's still a lot of them left, right? Like yeah, there were there were so many of them that were probably instructed to go to the, you know, outer rim to Exegol to build the final order, you know. But also there were opportunists like Thrawn and Moff Gideon, that kind of took what was there already, and ran with it, you know, and used that as a, as a, you know, means for power, right? Like, so it, there's kind of an interesting little duality going on, right? Like there are. The first order people, uh, the the final order people that kind of were following the direct order of Palpatine, but also the Imperials that just kind of wanted to do their own thing, uh, and start, you know, not not really even start anything new, just kind of keep going, right? Uh, in this interesting power vacuum, and uh, it'll be it'll be really cool to see where Thrawn fits into all this. Speaking right. of the future, right? Right, 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 Thrawn, right, right. You know, we we saw that with in uh, the Jedi, right? Like she's on the hunt for Thrawn. So my hope though, with, with, with bringing Thrawn back, right. Is that he is such a big bad that, and again, he's not on the level of the emperor, obviously, but he is such a big bad that they need to bring him back in such a way that they can explain why he wasn't present in the sequel trilogy. You know what I mean? So either they make him a big bad afterwards or they, you know, deal with him in the in the in the time leading up to uh, the sequel trilogy, and they also need to explain why he wasn't in any of the books or anything that we're explaining. The that original trilogy, for that matter. I mean, we got that explanation with the ending of Rebels. Spoilers for that, and um, that he was kind of shot out into the like distant outer regions of space along with Ezra Bridger, right? Right before the events of A New Hope. Right, but. You know, and I, I kind of, I started the Thrawn Ascendancy book. I know that the, you know, where he comes from, from distance, from like way out in the outer regions, like there are a whole bunch of like power struggles that we don't even know about, like outside of the Star Wars universe that we know. Right? I mean, it's a big galaxy. It's a very big galaxy. The universe, like there, the Star Wars universe, like the real life universe is always is ever expanding and kind of limitless so we'll see what happens there all right i feel like this is honestly a good place to stop uh we're at about 40 minutes here i don't want to make this episode too long for anybody um so let's just let's just come back at it tomorrow uh with our recap and thoughts on chapter 15 of the mandalorian uh the believer how about that sounds good man all right sounds good to me 
All right, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on the Jedi Dragon Podcast. Uh, in addition to Spotify and Apple Music, uh, pardon me, Apple Podcasts, uh, we can be found on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Jedi Jargon Pod. If you want to reach out to us, DM us there or email us at Jedi Jargon Pod at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much, guys. And remember, the pod will be with you always.